mayonnaise bread bitch. Welcome into Broadway Sports Radio. I'm your host, Michael Gillum. I'm joined by Michael Herden and Zach Lyons. We're all three brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com. Come check us out. We've got articles, we have podcasts, we have videos, everything that you'll need covering the upcoming Titans 2021 season. Come check us out, broadwaysportsmedia.com. We'd love to have you over there. Gentlemen, we have some actual bona fide games to discuss. If we really wanted to get weird, we could even start breaking down the week one matchup. But I'm so, so happy that we actually have a schedule to discuss. And it's a sexy looking schedule. Like, yeah. I really don't have any complaints from the Tennessee Titans side of how the schedule's laid out. I like that the Colts games are getting out of the way and we have a few divisional matchups. And I like ending against the Texans because, you know, I like to smash their face in at the end, destroy their <laughs> hopes and dreams at the end of the year. One last time. So the third straight year they've closed in Houston for the season, which is, it's just weird. I don't know that I don't like it, but it's just weird that this continues to be the end of season game. I mean, they've won the last two. So, I mean, I, I guess if, if you want to look at it that way, uh, maybe like, they, they go for a third straight win there. I feel like the Texans, like they throw this party every year, right? And then they know the Titans are going to show up they're going to rip their potted plants out on the porch. And then <laughs> right when the Titans leave, they're going to like kick their dog or something like just Derek it's, it feels like that every, like, 700 yards. The Titans just get destroyed in their own house every year. I, the three things I want to point out, this is what I love about the schedule right off the rip week 13 by, and then three primetime games that do not involve the Texans, the Jaguars or the Colts. Finally, for the love of God, Titans fans get to watch a primetime game that does not involve one of their divisional opponents. And, Am and I wrong in that? No, no, I am with you. <laughs> I was surprised to see people, you know, when the schedule started leaking and there was the primetime game with the Bills was announced and the primetime games with the 49ers was announced. And the rumor was that we would see the Titans have a third primetime game that people were like, well, I hope it's the Colts. No, aren't you guys sick of that yet? I mean, like, let's get some fresh matchups here in Nashville. And we we get to see the Bills at home, which is always a good game. Now, whether the quality of game is good or not, it's always typically a competitive game. And they're kind of, to me, I think the Bills are becoming the new rival for the Tennessee Titans. And then you have the San Francisco 49ers in December, which is a Thursday night football game which is obviously going to be probably Trey Lance at that point. And then you also have, um, who am I forgetting? Oh, the Rams Sunday night football game. It'll be cool to see the Titans play in the stadium, but that's going to be a really rough game for the Titans. Yeah. And that's so, and that's kind of where I want to start just to, just to break it down again, again, Monday night football against the bills, October 18th, that is at home in uh, Nissan stadium. The Titans are then away November 7th in LA against the Rams on Sunday night football. And then again, at home Thursday night football, December 23rd um, against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Mike, those three games, do you like, do you like the primetime matchups first off? I do. And, and, you know, like, like y'all mentioned already, the, uh, the break from playing the same teams on Thursday night football is nice because listen, Thursday night football was started in 2006. 
the Titans have played uh, Jacksonville on Thursday night football, one, two, three, four, five, five times uh, since that 2006. Uh, they've played Indianapolis uh, three times. They've played Pittsburgh tw- three times. And they've played the Lions once. And the Lions was back in 2008. So it's been a long, uh, long time. Or no, I'm sorry. That was, a, that was a Thanksgiving game. So that wasn't even Thursday Night Football. So yeah, they've, they've only played Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and Indy on Thursday Night Football over 11 years, uh, you know, since they've, they've started their 12 years since they, uh, th- since they made their first appearance on Thursday night football in 2009. So Yuck. yeah, only three teams. So getting a little bit of variety with the 49ers is nice. Um, that being a home game, two of the three primetime games being home games is nice. Cause you get the, the night games in front of the, the home audience, you know, the crowd's usually extra whipped up for those and you get to see the cool, new led light show and stuff like that which i think they only got to use for the bills game last year was the only game they actually played at night in nissan stadium since those lights have been put in um yeah i I like i like the matchups like that they're different um i think it'll be cool to see them featured in la which obviously you know the 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 league is doing a big push to promote the the Mm -hmm. new la and las vegas uh stadiums this year and and i think that's a big part of why the schedule is the way it is. I mean, both it's not an accident that both of those teams have primetime games in week one. Um, so at, at home. So I, I think the Titans getting to be a part of that group that's kind of being featured in the new, you know, what six billion dollar stadium. I think it ended up being before <laughs> before all the costs were done. I, th- I think it was about three billion <laughs> over budget. Um but yeah, the Titans getting to play in that on, on in the primetime, the primetime game, which is Sunday night football. It used to be Monday night football. Sunday night's the game now. Uh, and, and them getting the Rams in that big stadium for that, that one road uh, primetime game is pretty cool. LA Rams stadium brought to you by Halliburton. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that. I like that the bye week is in week 13. It's it's going to be a long stretch for the players. Couple of you know, couple of brutal uh road trips on there too. That that LA road trip rolling into the Saints game at home. Zach and I were discussing before, we'll touch on a little bit later, but only five games after the bye week leading into the push to the postseason. I actually I kind of like that for this group. It's not going to be a real long, drawn out, exhausting slog to postseason like some teams are going to get some teams have some pretty early bye weeks it's going to be a long rest of the year adding that extra game well i can tell you one thing i think the players probably saw that and they probably cussed i don't think the players are going to like the week 13 and he- and here's why um there was an article written by a former player who shall not be mentioned because we do not mention his name on the uh on the air uh but mitchell's brother he- yeah mitchell's brother but we we do I do like hearing from a player's perspective what they look for when the schedule comes out. And and Jeff, oh, crap, I said it. Anyway, five is basically, here's the problem, is that it's five weeks of camp plus eight or so regular season games is ideally what you want. So you want the bye week as a player in week nine, week 10, around there. Well, here you're getting five weeks of camp unless the NFLPA wusses out. Five weeks of camp, and then you're going straight into – now 12 straight weeks of game. So that's 17 weeks of just football, 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 and pain on your body and all that kind of stuff. So ideally for a player, 
this isn't this isn't great because you got to think that they need that mental and physical rest because you know they're dealing with pain and the stress stress and anxiety from the pain as well as just playing the games week in and week out and trying to stay focused and all that kind of stuff and then the other problem is that you're we'll talk about later but the sunday night football game is before this and then you have the monday night football game which primetime games kind of can screw you up too and then your thursday night football game is just a few weeks later so there is some benefits to the thursday night football game being a few weeks later but it's just a it's a that part of the schedule is the only thing i think is tough for the tennessee titans is having to wait till week 13 for some rest unless they all get COVID again um, and listen like the the thing that kind of compounds that too is the stretch from week six to week 10 is the toughest part of the schedule. And, you know, you go, you're hosting the bills and chiefs back to back weeks, which let's, let's just say this, that's going to be a really cool two weeks for Titans fans in Nissan stadium. Uh, You get the two best teams in the conference coming in. Uh, One of those is a Monday night game. That'll that'll be huge for the Titans, that that little two-game stretch. But then so you host the Bills, host the Chiefs, then you go to Indianapolis for your your big division rematch, your second Colts game of the year. Uh, then you go to LA for the the Sunday night game and then at, back home against the Saints. And you know, the Saints may or may not be any good, right? Uh, we don't really know what they're gonna look like post Drew Brees, but that stretch, five straight games against two. 2020 playoff teams um two games against the the best two teams in the conference and one game against your biggest division rival uh you'd think that's a that's a haul uh right there and that's coming right towards the end of of that you know 17 week run if you throw five weeks of camp plus the 12 weeks before the bye that's that's right before the end of that um so i think the bye you can look at it one of two ways either they're going to run out of gas and be limping into the bye and really need that to, to have a, a chance of getting into the, to kind of reset and, and make a run to get into the playoffs. Or if they do take care of business early, they can look at it as a chance to kind of reset their legs and get, get their legs back under them to kind of get, get healthy going into the playoffs. So I, I think it, it's all going to depend on, how they play before the bye. If they, if they come into that thing at five and seven, I mean, it's going to be, that's going to be the time where it's like, all right, you know, it, it's time to Katie bar the door and and we've got to go win out. Right. Like that's, that's it. Um, and they're going to have to use that time to kind of reset. If they come in at, you know, let's say eight and four or something like that. Now all of a sudden you're looking at it and saying, all right, this is a cool opportunity where we can rest some guys, get our legs back under us and really kind of push this thing, um, you know, towards, towards the finish line and, and hopefully carry them into the playoffs a little bit with, with a little bit more juice than maybe some other teams that, that got their break earlier in the season. Let's take a look at the opening block of the schedule, uh, just to name off the first uh, four games. We've got um, Cardinals at home, home opener on September 12th, then traveling to Seattle um, against the Seahawks September 19th, back home for the Titans and Nissan Stadium against the Colts on September 26th, and then back on the road against the New York Jets on October 3rd. To me, what stands out in that first group of four games Week three, well, I'm sorry, let me back up. 
the, the NFL did a pretty good job of not hammering the Titans on some pretty brutal travel being matched up against the NFC West. However, traveling to the West Coast back home, then traveling to the East Coast, it's still a feat. But what I am interested in in this first, this opening schedule is week three, we get our first look at the Colts. We've been making jokes about Carson Wentz and, you know, being an inaccurate turnover machine and that kind of thing. But you get your first look at your division rival and what they look like. Is that system going to click? Are they actually going to be competent and, and, a, and a threat in the AFC South? Yeah, I, I like it, and I, I'm looking at the Colts' schedule right here. They start off uh, with Seattle with the Rams at home, and then they travel to to the Tennessee Titans. So I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, okay, well, they face the Seahawks and the Rams right at the very beginning. That is going to be brutal for Carson Wentz's confidence if when you think about it. I mean, you got Aaron Donald probably going to swallow him whole maybe even break his body at some point in his spirit right before the Tennessee Titans come to town. But that could also be motivating, right? I mean, you can't start out of the gate 0-2, and then you go to your division rival and then start out 0-3. Because if you look at it, they go Seahawks and Rams at home. Then they go at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore. I mean, if you start out 0-6 with Carson Wentz, what are you doing? So, like, there's going to be – one of these games is going to have to be, you know, a win for them, right? I mean, for them, you're thinking if you, if you can get out of here at 2-4 and four or 1-6, and six, you know, that's not too bad for that kind of stretch of games. That's a brutal opening stretch for the Colts. And for, for the Tennessee Titans, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking – Man, if they start out 0-2, is that good or bad for the Titans? I think I'm gonna lean it's good for the Titans because I think once Carson Wentz is struggling, and I think he will against the Seahawks and the Rams, he just can't stop. It's just a roll, it just keeps on going. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that. I think I think the Colts the Colts have a tough opening stretch. Um, I think it's good, by the way, for the Titans to get them. Early in the season, Eric Fisher, the left tackle that they just signed to a pretty big contract, actually, uh, is coming off a, a torn Achilles. He tore his Achilles in the, I believe it was the AFC Championship game, uh, which was late January. Uh, and torn Achilles, one of the more uh, difficult injuries to come back from. I, I think it's it's probably up there with with an ACL uh, as far as recovery timeline. Um, I would be just shocked every based on everything that I've seen about a you know Achilles recovery timeframes. If Eric Fisher is playing by week three or at least playing at a high level, I, I don't think he's going to get any training camp. I would be surprised if he's playing those first couple weeks of the year, you know, maybe they try to, you know, force him back in there for the Titans game, because that is such an important game for them. I mean, that them having the Titans on the schedule and, you know, early, that's a huge game for them. That's, that's the, their main competition, just like it is the, the Titans, uh, you know, see it the opposite way. But if Eric Fisher doesn't play, Colts are going to have some really bad, uh, issues at left tackle, I think, because Sam Tevy is awful, uh, and and they just don't have uh, not having a good left tackle 
really hurt them when they didn't have Anthony Costanzo last year. He he missed six games. They went one and five in those six games. So I think that's a, a major storyline to watch as we get closer to the regular season is will Eric Fisher be available for week three? Because if not, that's a huge win for the Titans. Let's take a quick break. We come back and we'll discuss the next block of games, which largely arguably gets into the toughest part of the Titan schedule. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's still us, Michael Gillum, Zach Lyons, and Michael Herndon. We're all brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com. We have articles. We have podcasts. We will have fantasy advice, fo- fantasy football advice, not your own weird fantasies. That's on you. Uh, broadwaysportsmedia.com. Come check us out. Um so October 10th, the Titans are away against Jacksonville, then a two home game stand, um, which we mentioned the Monday night football game against the Buffalo Bills on October 18th, and then a home game against the Chiefs on October 24th, um, finishing up by traveling uh, against the Colts on October 31st, Halloween. Um, I got to say the Jacksonville game, it, it's... I, it, we've been making jokes about the Jaguars and, and rightfully so, but it does bother me going to play a divisional opponent that we kind of don't really know what that offense is going to look like, what kind of crazy stuff Urban Myers could be able to pull. All of those weird X factors, I think, are going to be interesting against the Titans. However, I think four weeks into the season, five weeks into the season, we might have a general idea of if Jacksonville is competent or not on the field. Um, but that's also a brutal two home game stand against the the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, I really like this part of the schedule, but that that's tough. Yeah, I'm looking at the Bills game, and last uh, on Wednesday night we did a live stream, Mike and I breaking down the live schedule release and everything. And that night I said that there's, if I had to pick one, I'm confident that the that the, they lose to the Bills, and I'm confident that they beat the Chiefs. Now I have changed my mind, Mike, because I have found new information this morning. All right. The Bills play at Kansas City the week before. Mm-hmm. And now they're traveling at to to Nashville. So that's two away games against two quality opponents. And I think we're gonna be we're gonna see the Tennessee Titans beat the Bills in Nashville on Monday night football. I, I'm glad you came around. I'm glad yeah, you came, I around, came around. Yeah. What it, I think the you know of those two games, I think the Titans beating the Bills is more likely. I mean, they've they've beaten both these teams in recent years, right? I mean, obviously they thrashed them. If they thrashed the Bills uh, on Tuesday night football, rare Tuesday night football last year um, in that weird kind of comeback from COVID game. Uh, but they also beat the Chiefs uh, a couple years ago at Nissan Stadium. So they've had some success against both of these teams. And they, they've also lost a couple games. Obviously, Chiefs beat them uh, in the playoffs. And the, the Bills have beaten them, I think, the previous couple times before they, they won this past year. So uh, we lost Mike's microphone. We, we completely lost Mike's audio. Yeah. Um, I will – I'll say this. What What's interesting is that Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Titans just absolutely beat up on each other for three weeks. Kansas City is on Sunday night football against the Bills in week five. The Bills then play the Titans on Monday night football in week six. And then in week seven, the Kansas City Chiefs have to play the Tennessee Titans at home against at home in Nissan Stadium against the Titans in week seven. All three of those teams are going to come out of those matchups just straight limping. 
Yeah, and I'm looking at the Jacksonville it, game. It really kind of oh, sets the top. There of the it is. AFC. Yeah, I'm back. You're back. Sorry. You're back. Yeah, no, it, you know, go really ahead. What were you trying to say? The top of the AFC, right there. Yeah. Well, well so you figure Bills, Chiefs are, are the best two teams in the conference on paper. Uh, you know, you might throw the Browns and Ravens into that mix. I think the Titans are are close, um, but. Yeah, that little rotating, uh, you know, kind of round robin section of the schedule between the top AFC teams is going to be really interesting and it could have a huge impact that we, you know, uh, what is it, five, six, seven run could have a huge impact on playoff seeding and tiebreakers and all that fun stuff at the end of the year. So that's going to be a huge stretch for all, all three of those teams, really. So Colts again on Halloween um, in Indianapolis, and then the Titans turn around and fly out to the West Coast um, for Sunday night football against the LA Rams. Then back for a homestand against the Saints. What Zach and I were discussing before we started the show was that's that's a brutal travel piece for the Titans. If the if the game ends at eight o'clock local in LA, just doing some rough math the way the Titans are going to be in the air traveling, they may get home for five o'clock in the morning, central time in Nashville. That that's a brutal little travel piece for the Titans right there flying out to LA. Yeah. You got to think on that Sunday night football, it ends around 10 30 central standard time. So th- this is of course in LA, but I'm going to use central standard time because it's really the only time zone that matters. So the game ends at 10 30 <laughs> central standard time. And then on top of that, you got to think in LA to get to the airport or wherever their private jet is. And then you got to get everybody on the plane and everybody's situated. That's probably an hour and a half to two hours being generous. So they're leaving 1230 PM or AM central standard time, which is technically Monday morning at that point. And then they got to fly. And it's probably on that kind of a jet plane, probably five hours because they don't really, I've been on the team plane. They don't abide by any TSA rules. They throw all the luggage in the back three rows and then they just jet out of there. You know I mean, it's like the fastest flight ever. So probably five hours. So you're t- talking about five thirty, six AM showing up in B and a and, you know, getting home probably around 7 AM, 8 AM. I mean, that's a brutal schedule. Not to mention, that they typically don't travel out to the West Coast until the day before the game. So their body's not even really adjusted for Pacific time and that time change right before the game. And then they got, you know, the Saints coming in a few days later. That's a, that's a brutal schedule. And, you know, I, I know that it's a jackrabbit revenge game down in uh, when the Saints come to town. But that's going to be a that's going to be a tough game to get up for after that brutal schedule right there. And not to mention that you haven't had a buy yet. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some, uh, some fatigue factor, I think coming with those, you know, a late night West coast game leading into, um, you know, a, a shorter, a shorter preparation week. And we've seen the Titans have typically thrived with more time to prepare um, you know, Vrabel's record with, with 10 or more days to prepare is eight and one with the one loss being his debut game against the Dolphins. Uh, so more time is generally good for them, which I mean, it's true for every team, but you know, that, that is, that is a good point on, on the saints game. We'll see if James, Win- if James Winston is the quarterback and he comes out and he throws five interceptions, it's not really going to matter, uh, you know, how much sleep they got, but 
we'll we'll kind of see how that all all pans out. It's it's something to keep in mind with that matchup for sure. Definitely, I would take the under. <laughs> I just got a gut feeling I would take the under on that game. The feel like the Titans are going to be pretty exhausted. Um, so November twenty first at home against the Texans, and then on the road again November twenty eighth against the Patriots. Um, realistically, Texans at home. Do, do we expect this to be just the Texans are going to show up and just kind of get their butts kicked? Or do you, do you really have to kind of watch out and think we don't really know what to expect? I don't know if uh, Mike has the t- Texans defensive roster pulled up, but it is people accused him of making up names last night or on Wednesday night on the live stream when he was reading off the depth chart for the Texans defense. It is a veritable who's who and are you sure is that a real person kind of game like it is like colonel mustard type names that you cannot believe listen even if deshaun watson's playing i expect the titans to win both the texans games but at least deshaun watson will make it close now if it's david mills i mean it's you might as well just chalk it up as that this is going to be a massacre because this defense won't even be able to stop the putrid putridly assembled you know you could throw out Nick Westbrook-Akine, Cameron Batson as your starting wide receivers, and this defense that the Texans have couldn't probably stop them. Here's the, the Texans' defensive starters uh, right now. Charles Amenahu, Ross Blacklock, Malik Collins, Whitney Merciless. Uh, and by the way, this is 32-year-old bad Whitney Merciless, not the Whitney Merciless that once was good. Um, Zach Cunningham, Kamu Grugier-Hill, Shaq Lawson. Uh, you are making this up. <laughs> Vernon Hargraves, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Justin Reed, John Reed, Bradley Roby, and uh, Pacey, Pacey McAlgebra. Yeah, I mean, that I, last I made, one. I made one of those up, yeah. Yeah, that last one. I mean, what was that? Was that common core math? Is that what you just threw <laughs> out there? I, I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um then you go to traveling to Foxborough is traveling to Foxborough still the mystique. And now that we're, you know, going into two years out from Tom Brady, not being there and the, the, the Patriots just did not look right last year. Is this something you worry about traveling to Foxborough in, on November 28th? Yes. And here, here's why. First off, it's probably the first true cold game, cold weather game. I mean, I don't, it's Boston, November 28th, about to be December. I'm assuming it'll be it'll be at least colder there than what it is here. And that's going to be our first of two cold weather games down the stretch. We actually see the Tennessee Titans have a pretty favorable weather schedule for the end of their stretch. And listen, they went seven and nine last year. They're they're Bill Belichick's gonna come correct. I mean, you saw what he did in the offseason. He was aggressive getting Johnu Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Henry Anderson, Matt Judon, Kendrick Bourne, and Kyle Vinoy. And look, he was aggressive. And, and he definitely wanted to change that offense, whether it's going to be for Mac Jones or Cam Newton. The offense is going to be better. The defense is also going to be better because they're getting back some opt-outs and players that they didn't have last year. They had the most opt-outs in the NFL. And they, they really only lost a bunch of old people. They lost Julian Edelman. He retired. Jason McCourty, Rex Burkhead, Joe Tooney, and Demir Bird. They didn't really lose a lot. And to me, when you look at this team, this is a dangerous team. I was talking last night or Wednesday night that a, the AFC East, 
you could you could make an argument for either the Dolphins, Bills, or Patriots to actually win that division. It obviously the Dolphins and the Bills have the better better chance at it, and the better arguments could be made. But this is Bill Belichick who got embarrassed last year and saw the the guy that everybody said you know probably was over the hill, and it was a good move that he was gone. And Bill Belichick was the genius. Well. That got disproven last year. I mean, it could still be changed, and history is still yet to be written on those two. The story is yet to be told. But Belichick's coming back with a vengeance on this league, and everybody needs to be be on notice. So the the Patriots went five and three at home last year, even even with their bad overall record. They're five and three at home, two and six on the road. So they they're certainly still a good home team. Um, and the other thing that I think should concern Titans fans on this game, the Patriots have are playing on Thursday night football the week before in Atlanta. So they are going to get 10 days off before the Titans. So they get 10 days to prepare for the Titans. Bill Belichick is 0-2 against Mike Vrabel. You know he's going to want this one. You know, I, I think Bill Belichick does have a little bit of petty uh, in him. And I think he's going to have his team amped up for this game. Now, the flip side of that is their 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 week 13 game after they play the Titans is at Buffalo, which is on Monday Night Football. It may be their biggest game of the year. So, there's a little bit of a look ahead factor, but they are getting the, the extra days to prepare, uh to rest up, you know, get ready for the Titans. So, I think I think this is kind of a trap game, especially with the Titans looking ahead to their bye week. Even if the the Patriots are not very good, I think you have to be careful about this game. And I'm, to, for the record, I'm not terribly convinced that the Patriots are all of a sudden back because um, I, I still have major questions about the offense, the quarterback, the weapons. You know, I, I'm just not completely sold that that offense is going to be good. I think the defense will be very good, um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with with the whole Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Uh, situation in camp and and how all these new pieces and parts fit uh, in New England. And and that's I, I despise you know trying to predict win losses game by game. Even though guess what we're going to do at the end of the show. But I, I this is one that I agree with Mike that I kind of see it as a bit of a look ahead, a bit of a trap game. And I, I have the Titans losing this game. I mean, I could ease, I could see them easily losing this one of you're looking ahead to a bye week in week 13, which the Titans are going to desperately need at that point. You're going on the road at Foxborough after a two home game stand. I, I, I absolutely could see the Titans looking ahead and, and kind of getting their butt kicked by a, a Patriots team that could be gearing up to try to make like a last minute playoff push maybe a wild card or you know maybe maybe in a little bit contending for the division so i don't know we'll see um i tell you what why don't we take a quick break before we break down the rest of the schedule we'll also discuss the nfl schedule as a whole we'll be right back and we are back you're still stuck with the three of us um so the last piece of the titan schedule here after the bye week in week 13 home game stand against uh against the jacksonville jaguars on december 12th the Titans travel to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers on December 19th back for two home games in Nissan stadium against the 49ers on December 23rd. That is Thursday night football at home, January 2nd against the uh, Miami dolphins. And then to finish up the season on the road, like we said, against the Texans to walk in and rip the front door off of their house. Um, 
I, I for the obvious reasons, I like the Thursday night football game against San Francisco, December 23rd, two days before Christmas. That's on a Thursday. So it's leading into a long weekend on a night game. Give me some all day tailgating. I think that's going to be fun. I'm really interested to see the Titans at home have a West coast opponent leading into a holiday. It just sounds like the perfect setup of a very fun game. Well, it's, it's also good for the Titans because then you got a West coast team coming to the East coast, technically East coast, and it's in December 23rd in an outdoor stadium. This is, this is the setup for a perfect kind of setup for the Titans to get that win, to get a, to get a much needed win against what should be a quality opponent on December 23rd. And like you said, all day tailgate, we're talking Christmas geese, maybe some deer meat. I mean, like, let, let's, let's get it rolling, deep fry some turkeys. Let's go. Yeah, that, that's going to be a fun one because uh, – yeah, like you said, heading into the long weekend, you know, a lot of people can, you know, maybe leave work early that day uh, and really get keyed up for this game. And then you can take, you can go to the game and have all your fun. And then it doesn't have to interfere with any family responsibilities. It's, it's a perfect situation to just have a, a really great, uh, great fun time before, you know, you get into the, all the holiday stuff. So it, I think it's perfect. I, I love that you get the game out of the way and then you can kind of relax and watch all these other teams, you know, on, on Christmas, uh, uh, over Christmas weekend and, and not have to worry about, you know, you care, caring about the, the Titans or whatever, uh, because that game's already over. So I like it. I, I do like if you're the, the Niners to me are one of the best teams on the schedule. I think they have the potential to be really, really good this year. And, I do like getting them on a short week where they're having to travel across the country. I think that helps, you know, we talked about rest and travel and how that can have an impact. This is one where it majorly benefits uh, the Titans when this game fell on the schedule and, and kind of how it's arranged because the, the Niners are playing at home uh, the week before. So they are going to be, um, you know, heading, heading from San Francisco back over to, uh, to Nashville on with just four days to prepare. And ideally, you know, typically what players are looking for is a Thursday night game in weeks two through four, and then your bye week in eight through 10, because essentially Thursday night football is a mini bye week. And, and here's how you got to look at it. You know, it's, it's all mental prep, essentially, leading into Thursday night football, and then you get three days off. Well, what's good about this is that our bye, this is where the benefit of the bye week where it's placed is a little, you know, a little good because they get the bye week in week 13, then they get a kind of a mini bye on Thursday night football just a few weeks later, and they can spend time with their family. Like, that's huge, right? A lot of people aren't taking into account that there are going to be players playing around Christmas time that may not even get to see their family. All the Tennessee Titans players, they get to see their family on Christmas this year and get to spend time with them, and they get three days rest right after this. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a perfect – storm for the Tennessee Titans players to probably get even more mentally refreshed as they head into the the last uh, few games of the last two games of the season because you know Miami Dolphins no slouch more than likely and that's going to be a super important game for both teams because the Dolphins are probably going to be depending on what Tua can do in the divisional hunt in the playoff race and this is that could be an important matchup and the Tennessee Titans walk away with a huge advantage in my mind with this Thursday night football game right before that. 
I got to back up to December 12th at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Massacre. You, you, but you need to mark your calendar. This is going to be the Tim Tebow touchdown game. Okay. Uh, the Titans, I believe the Titans are probably going to win by two, maybe three touchdowns. They're absolutely going to rip that torso in half and throw it in the stands. But all ESPN, all NFL Network, all anyone is going to talk about is Tim Tebow celebrating his single touchdown in the game. They're probably going for five wins at that point, even though they're going to get destroyed. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to it. I need the Titans to actually go and drag them back out of the locker room after you beat them and just beat them with glow sticks in the middle of the field or something. Well, it's going to be a massacre. And I, I was talking about this on the live stream as well. The, at this point in the season, December 12th, Urban Meyer has completely lost the locker room. Jacksonville is in the middle of a revolt. And it's going to be, and and Trevor Lawrence are going to be rumors that Trevor Lawrence is wanting to quit football. <laughs> that that soon, huh? Hey, it's December twelfth. I mean that that's a long that's a long time for the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I'd honestly be shocked if Tim Tebow's still on an NFL roster by week fourteen. If he if he is, I think something's gone horribly wrong in Jacksonville, or horribly right from our perspective, or horribly yeah. right. And things are already going horribly right. Um, so that is, that's your Titans schedule as a whole. It, you know, finishing a week, finishing in January 9th is strange. You know, that, that that's yeah. getting that, that seems to be getting late into January for the NFL regular season uh, to be ending. But I, I still feel like, you know, just as a general thought, I feel like the schedule is favorable, which is silly to say now because as soon as you get into the schedule, everything changes, right? But I, just looking at it on paper, I feel like it is favorable for the Titans. I feel like the NFL did a good job of, of spacing out the, the NFC West travel and not making it too exhausting. I know the bye week is late, but I think it'll be obviously much needed for the players. And for the fan standpoint, like we get three actual primetime games with our team that I care about, that I give a damn about. So I, I, I like it overall. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any problems. And I like that the Steelers are that late, December 19th, because at that point, you know, that's another game that we didn't get to touch on. But just real quick, you're either going to have broken down Ben Roethlisberger or you're going to have Mason Rudolph, you know, right there, you know, playing for the Steelers. And I think that's an excellent position for a team that early in the season probably would have given you more fits. It, it's just, yeah, six through 10 is brutal because that's five games. Uh, against playoff teams from 2020, but the Colts aren't as good as they were last year. The Saints is going to be a little rough. I mean, they're all winnable if the Tennessee Titans take care of business. Yeah, I think the one thing that's not favorable about the schedule is they are facing four teams who are playing with extra rest uh, coming into their game. The Jaguars in week five are coming off of Thursday night football, so they're getting 10 days to prepare the Texans are coming off of their bye in week 11. Uh, the uh, Patriots are coming off of Thursday night football. The Steelers are also coming off of Thursday night football. So that's four games where the opponent is going to have more rest than the Titans coming into it. Now they, they do get the Dolphins coming off of a Monday night football game. They also get obviously this, the Niners on, on short rest, but they're all the Titans are also on short rest that week. So there's a little bit of a rest imbalance that favor that is not favorable for the Titans uh, on, on the schedule. But I think from an overall standpoint, you don't have any long road trips 
at least no, you know, you're not on the road for more than two games uh, at a time. You don't have any of these four road games in five weeks kind of setups. It's, it's a very balanced schedule. It's pretty, uh, it's relatively favorable. And, uh, you know, I love the primetime matchups. I think there's a lot of good stuff from a fan standpoint. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's a, a perfectly fine schedule. A couple of teams I wanted to point out of note, just looking at the NFL schedule as a whole. The first time I got to look at is the Buffalo Bills. I know we mentioned this earlier, but I got to touch on it again. Week five, Sunday night football um, against the Chiefs in Kansas City. Week six against the Titans in Nashville. Week 12 on Thursday night football against the Saints in in, uh, New Orleans. Week 13 against the Patriots at home on Monday night football. The Bills have a brutal primetime schedule and their lead-ins to those games just don't help. Like I said, that Kansas City Titans run the Kansas City, Kansas City is going to play the Titans and the Bills. They're all going to play each other in this three-week group. But boy, the NFL did not do the Bills any favors with their primetime schedule. No, I mean yeah. they they're they're lucky to have the Texans right before the Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> and then they go they go Kansas City Titans and Dolphins. Like that is a brutal schedule for them. And they start off with the Steelers, who uh, technically that's the good Steelers at that point. I mean, that's a, yeah. it's a brutal, tough, tough schedule. And they got Washington in there and they, they go Steelers, Miami, Washington, three playoff games, then Texans, then Chiefs, Titans, Dolphins. Like you have to take care of business if you're the Bills. And I think they will, but you, you that's a brutal schedule for them as well. Here's my biggest gripe with the schedule overall, with the general NFL schedule. Why are we seeing the Bears, Vikings, Raiders, and Colts four times on primetime? Unbelievable. Who wants to watch those teams? No, nobody except for their own fan base. Like, and I get the Bears are a big market and everything, but we don't know. It sounds, it continues to sound more and more like what Matt Nagy wants to do is, is, play Andy Dalton and let Justin Fields sit for a year like he saw with Patrick Mahomes. If it's Andy Dalton on primetime four times, oh, my God. I, I just can't. I can't with that. Nobody wants to watch uh, Derek Carr play football. Nobody wants to watch Kirk Cousins play football. Nobody wants to watch Carson Wentz's broken self play football. Why are we getting these terrible quarterbacks four times? That That's absurd. Um and I'm shocked, shocked that the Browns are only getting three primetime games. I figured they'd like break the NFL rule and put them on eight times just because they, you know, the media is just so wrapped up with the Browns right now. It feels like everyone's like, oh, Browns are good. It's Browns and Bills for the AFC, you know, and, and it's just kind of it, the Browns hype has gone into overdrive. I feel like this offseason again um, for like the fourth offseason in a row, but. Yeah, it, it's kind of shocking to me that the Browns don't have more primetime matchups than the Bears, Vikings, Raiders, or Colts. Like, I, I don't get those. Hey, listen, Justin Jefferson doesn't even want to see Kirk Cousins play. Why do they do the rest of us? <laughs> exactly. You know, it, again, again, the NFL, and, and I'm so tired of hearing, oh, they draw a big audience or a big market team. We got to watch the Cowboys five times on primetime yeah. again. Five just, times. That's why let me say something to the end of time. Dak Prescott better survive, you know, because if yeah. I have to watch whoever the backup is there and I can't, don't know who it is right off the top of my head, they need to be flexed out. Like they got to be flexed out of their primetime games if it's not Dak Prescott. 
And listen, yeah, same same goes for the Saints, right? We're getting the Saints five times on prime time. Yeah, that was what odd. If it's, what if Jameis Winston's just Jameis Winston? He's and... going to go right back to being Jameis Winston. We know Do that. Do we know the Nickelodeon game yet? That's really what I'm here for. I'm just here for <laughs> the Nickelodeon same, game. Same here. Are y'all I, I excited about this. the preseason games? A, a little bit. A little bit. The Falcons and the Bucks. you know, you've got some history. Like, obviously the Titans requested those teams, right? Yeah. Like they're probably going to go practice with Arthur Smith. They're probably going to go practice with Tom Brady, who is really the, the owner and operator of the Buccaneers franchise at this point. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you're probably going to see joint practices with both those teams is my guess to kind of replace one of those, the preseason game that you're losing, right? They're going to get some extra, you know, live reps in, in some camp practices with those teams is, is my guess. And, and I'm just excited to have football and see some of these depth players play. I, I feel like the team, I feel like teams need preseason games to an extent. Like Caleb Farley can benefit from preseason games. If, if they're played, you never know the Tennessee or the uh, Tennessee, but the NFL may just say, Hey, we're just not going to do preseason games. I, I hope they do though. Cause I, I kind of missed them last year. I, yeah. I, I complained Oddly a lot about enough. preseason games, but I did miss kind of getting to see some of these bottom of the roster guys get out there and, and show something. Cause a lot of times that's your only chance to see them play and, and to kind of get an idea of uh, whether that guy's got something or not, you know, and, and we'll, we'll see. I, I think they do end up playing the preseason, but um, cause I mean, it's, it's money for the NFL. Um, Look, I, I say no, but I know, yes, that I'm going to be excited. I'm going to do what I do every year. What I'm going to watch the first five minutes of the Hall of Fame game. I'm going to hate it by minute seven. And yeah. then preseason, same thing. I'm going to be all amped up for the preseason game. Then after through the preseason, I'm going to be tweeting out, this is where the preseason sucks, so I don't watch the preseason. So, yeah, I'm a baby, and I'm going to watch. I'll watch all of them. I'm, I'm much happier with the three preseason games set up, though, because four preseason games was absolutely too much. Mm-hmm three feels like the right number. Like you, you get the excitement of the, of game one, you get, you know, whichever game they choose to use as the dress rehearsal. That's kind of fun. Cause you get to see the starters for a little bit more extended period of time and you get one more game mixed in there. So you don't have that fourth game lingering out there where it's just like, you know, it's uh Deontay Burnett and uh, you know, whoever else that, that's going to end up getting cut or just out there putting up numbers and tricking people into thinking they're good. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't have to watch that this time. You know, last note, before we get to the end of the show, the Packers better hope that Aaron Rodgers finds a way to stay on the team because they've got five primetime games and no one wants to see late season football against the Bears on Sunday night football with the potential Brock Osweiler starting. I, I'm telling you, if that Chicago game is Brock Osweiler and Andy Dalton, I, I'm going to be kind of elated and just I, I'm uh, going to watch it and hate it. And I'm going to hate tweet the whole time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, if, if these quarterback situations change for the worse on some of these teams, you got to flex them out. I, I just can't. I just can't. I just cannot yeah. do it. You, you got I, the I, power to do it. Fuck, freaking, freaking do it. I, I hope they liberally Close. apply the flex rule uh, this year because, yeah, there, there's some teams like Green Bay, obviously, but also like, like we already talked about New Orleans. Pittsburgh has some real like, why am I watching this team again potential? Because like Roethlisberger is heading downhill fast. Uh, the offensive line there is terrible still. I, I think they have a tra- chance to be one of the surprise bad teams this year. 
Uh, and I think we could be looking up during their fourth primetime game and going, why again did we schedule four primetime games for this like six and 11 team uh, that, that we're watching out here? So yeah, there's, there's some real potential stinkers within the five primetime matchup group. <clears throat> That's going to do it for us today. Really appreciate you all tuning in as always. Um, you can check us out, more of our content at broadwaysportsmedia.com. We also have a podcast called Football and Other F-Words. We would love for you to check it out as well. But more of an unplugged version of the show. But uh, thank you again, as always, for tuning in. And uh, we really appreciate it. Have a good day. A Broadway Sports Media Production.